When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Crichton. Hey, man. Hey, I just want to say thanks again for wanting to do this. I do appreciate it. You're welcome. All right. So what we're going to do is I'm going to introduce the show, and then after that, I'll let you introduce yourself to the fans, and then we'll get on with the episode. Okay. Sounds good. All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we have Crichton Hobbs with us. Say hello to everyone. Hey. Hey, everyone. Hey. And for today's podcast, we're going to be talking about our top 10 TV shows to binge. We're also going to be talking about Comic-Con, where they they want to keep Comic-Con open, but they also said that they are open to probably closing it. They don't not sure what to do yet, so we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about Season 2 of The Outsider. We're going to be talking about that in a few minutes, so... So this is what I want to ask you. What's what are you doing now? Well, I am in the final stages of finishing up my documentary film called How Many Chances. And uh, now How Many Chances is basically it's my autobiography book that I had published like seven years ago. And. Uh, the reason that I waited so well, not the well, there's a lot of reasonings, but <laughs> whenever the contract had expired, then I knew if I was to make a movie, I wouldn't have to pay the publishing company because they would have just de- raped me on it, you know. I mean, literally, so it's kind of like, well, I'll just wait till the contract's done and then I'll make it. and. You know, with everything that's been going on in this crazy world with the virus and stuff, I've had time to sit back and take my time and just do it right and make a new documentary um, about my life called How Many Chances. You know, I can't wait to actually see that and everything. I know that you mentioned, like, I've been following you on Facebook. I've been seeing a bunch of stuff that you've been filming around the coast and everything. I'm just, you know, I'm just happy that you're able to get out a little bit, film a little, so you're not going stir crazy like everybody else over here. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, uh, for, for the filmmaking part of it, which is like, it's not like making a movie, a documentary, because, you know, uh, when you make a movie, you gotta go into a green screen. You got action. You got this, that. You gotta set up all these multiple camera angles. But when you do a documentary, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like you got to do an interview. And with that interview, you have to add like if somebody's like talking about, uh, yeah, we was going, we was in a boat and going down the river about forty five miles per hour. Well, you got to add footage of that to right. make it visually appealing. So that's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but to me, that's fun. It's kind of like piecing a puzzle together, trying to make a interesting documentary that's going to call I'm doing and I'm going to have it on Amazon Prime or Prime Video. I should say. That's awesome, man. 
And, you know, I just want to say, too, I mean, I I want to just tell you, I'm glad to have you back on the show again. Oh, yeah. It's great. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, another thing, too, is like, you know, I know that you were one of my first people that I ever interviewed and stuff like that. And I just want to say it was an honor to be able to interview you. Oh, thank you. Well, it was an honor for me to be on it, man. It's fun. It's It sure is fun. You're very welcome. Um, and uh, another thing, too, is I have Amazon Prime, so I'm definitely going to be able to check that out whenever it gets released. Heck, yeah, that is great. And uh, I'll, I'll send you the link to go and watch it. And I'm thinking it should be ready to watch by the end of this month. Um, okay. That's what we're, we're shooting. Um, like tonight, I'm shooting an interview with my dad, which I'm totally okay. excited about. And uh, then just like another small thing that I got to film and B-roll footage. And then after that, it's sitting down for a couple of days editing and then I can get it out there to Amazon and let the world see it. Awesome, man. I'm, I'm thrilled for you, you know, because I'm a, I'm into documentaries and stuff like that. And I also want to know the process of doing a documentary, which you just explained. So that was actually pretty neat how you actually have to paste everything together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so uh, it, it's kind of like, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's, and the best way I've told anybody, because see, like Spike Lee, I love Spike Lee. Um, you know, he he never uh, he never went to school to be a filmmaker, and he'll he'll tell anybody if you want to be a, if your dream is to make movies, and he's like, what's stopping you? And that's the way I look at it. Is I, I do like what Spike Lee said. You know, just there if it's there. I'm going to go and do it, and I think it's, it's uh, you know, I think this is going to be a two-hour documentary film that will okay. be able to fill people's time. or That'll be pretty sweet. You know? Because I might actually have you back on the show again to interview you for that. Oh, great. That would be great. So, yeah. so, with that being said, I know that we all have time on our hands. We all have we can't really go anywhere or do anything like we normally do. And by the time that this virus is going to be done, we're going to have to push the reset button to where we have to readjust ourselves again to going out and doing the stuff that we normally do. And I'm just curious, what are you watching any TV shows? I know some TV shows might feel like a movie, especially with the way that they're filmed right now and stuff like that. But are you watching anything currently? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I am, I've got about 10 shows that I've, that like, if I could tell your listeners and anybody else out there, and it's like, look, I have more time than I know what to do with, and I I, I just want to binge watch or uh, watch something different. Um, I've got about 10 to have suggestions for. So, do you have about 10 as well? Oh, yeah. I got 10 on mine, yeah. too. So, and I'll explain what the process is, too. The way that I do my top 10 is I let my guests open up with their top 10, with their first um, TV show or movie. And then I'll go into my number one, and we'll do a vice versa, Ooh, back and forth. Sure. All right. So. All righty. All right. Well, I'll go with uh, my number one, uh, 
Game of Thrones. Okay. Uh, that is my that is my jam with it. I, I love it. Um, <laughs> it's just everything about it to me is just wonderful. Uh, the whole, uh, you know, it's like a whole new uh, thing of fiction world. You know, it's like right. It's just. It's a perfect blend of fantasy mm-hmm. and everything, especially when they introduce the different houses. Like, I have ADD, right? Mm-hmm. So, the, my first experience actually watching this was like, okay, this is too much to process right. where all these characters come from. So, I paused it for a while. What I mean by that is, I put it back on the back burner and then I went back to it. And I winded up falling in love with the characters. I fell in love with the development. The pilot is really great. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. And um, I think I heard it best is like um, when somebody, when they first watched Game of Thrones, I said, what do you think about it? He said, this is the way politics really should be. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Fight to the death. Uh I was like, yeah, that's true. uh, That's much better than my idea. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) So that's my sure. that's my thing. Uh, yeah, I would suggest Game of Thrones. I would I would agree with you on that too, though, because of the fact I'm uh, here's the thing. I'm huge into dragons. Dragons is my favorite fantasy mm-hmm. creature. And as soon as they introduced the dragons onto the show, I was fanboying the part over. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And you know, all those actors, all those actresses do a, such a fantastic job. And they actually feel real, though. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a fantasy show, but the writing is just so good. Oh, gosh. It's unreal. I mean, it's, yeah, and it's long, as in, I don't even know how many seasons they got. I can't even remember. But it's enough to fill your time, for sure. It's definitely all, like, on HBO Go, you know, or I'm sure somebody could order it off of. Amazon or eBay or something, yeah, <laughs> right. For a DVD, if people even watch that anymore, but, uh, but yeah, that... let's see. But yeah, I still co- get this. I still collect DVDs and Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. I like a physical touch of something. Me too. Yeah, in my hand, like I have some digital stuff. Don't get me wrong, but I love I love buying stuff that I can actually. Touch. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's because. Uh, I think you're an 80s baby, right? Yes. No, yeah, right. so I grew up in the 80s. So, yeah, we're where we okay. want to touch, you know? <laughs> right, we want to touch yeah. everything that we see. Yeah. We play with everything, mm-hmm. so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, we grew up in that era of, like, if there was static on the TV, the way you fixed it, you come up and hit the side of the TV, bow, yep. you know, and it worked. Yeah. <laughs> All those rabbit ears, oh, too. Oh, God, yeah, the antenna, <laughs> aluminum foil, rabbit ears, yeah. Yeah. Or sometimes I would just get my brother to go on ahead and get the rabbit ears and put it on his head. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> but um, for me, I actually have The Outsider as my number one. And it's an HBO show. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of Stephen King. And I actually own the book to that. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And what I loved about the show, and you can actually go and uh, tell me what you liked about it in a minute, but what I loved about it was the fact that, you know, you have Jason Bateman in this movie, in this TV show, and basically he's a uh, baseball coach, and 
there's this kid that gets murdered and he's and they put him as the suspect that killed the kid and the whole i like the fact that stephen king is actually blending horror in with mystery now mm-hmm. and gives us a little bit more of a mystery type of flavor to yeah. it and also a horror type of flavor mm-hmm. what about you I, what, what yeah i agree with you 100 percent on that because it's it's got that stephen king touch to it and that's what i like and i think with that I think all of the actors and actresses, they they really did a good job. I mean, um, I, I can't think of the actor's name, but um, he was the cop, uh, the main cop in it that got... Uh, yeah. But, like, he would even, when he was doing his part, he would have, like, a little stutter. I don't know if you noticed it. But yeah, I noticed yeah, that, and that was improv. That in, you know, he was like, "Well, I'm going to make him have like a bit of a stutter." But I was like, "Damn, that makes it more realistic to me." You know, wow, exactly. And it kind of reminds you of Stephen King's It as well, with Bill having that mm-hmm. stutter too. Now that you mentioned, yeah, it. that's right. But the characters feel real. They're not secondary. When they introduce you to another character, they're there for a purpose. They're not just there for filler. Mm-hmm. I agree. As well. Because I can't stand when they said, oh, we're going to introduce you to a new character. <laughs> then that character is gone in like five Yeah, years. it's like, well. Either they kill that, right. Either they kill that character off, or it's just there for, he's just there, and goodbye. You're right. It was like, well. Ned Stark had a longer role than you did. You know, it's like, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I agree, man. The Outsiders, if nobody has watched it, you need to watch it for sure. I agree. And another thing, too, is and I'm going to tell my audience this. If you're expecting a fast-paced show, <laughs> this show might not be for <laughs> you because it's a slow-burn type of TV show. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> it is. And uh, and I have to say, it's a perfect adaptation of a Stephen King novel on a TV show. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Because, you know, like I said, I have the book, and the book opens up just like it did on the TV show. Yeah. Word for word, where the detective's interviewing each person, mm-hmm. and then leading up to the arrest of, you know, of that character that jason bateman plays yeah. so i love the fact that they still kept that in mm-hmm. there i'm the same way yeah uh, that is so great when and to me it always seems like movies do better or tv shows do better when they kind of they stick to the main uh, storyline of the book i agree with you 110 percent on that uh what's what would you say yours uh your number two would be well uh actually my number two was the outsider (laughs) so uh, yeah um but my next one i guess it would be my number three um would be the plot against america okay Uh, and that's currently airing on hbo and uh uh, and, you know, this goes back to me personally, but I am a history guy. I, I love history. And when I see something that is very well done, I'm talking about like they did not miss a detail in the 
clothing, the accent, the the way uh, the the way people spoke in the forties. You know, uh, the uh, right. I mean everything. Uh, it is just spot on. I mean, it's like watching something, and if it's like a time machine. And the story of it to me, uh, because there's only been a, like two episodes or three episodes out, you know, it's a limited series. Um, it's basically, uh, kind of like, it shows you how Jewish people were kind of, uh, not treated, but it, like you got to see it from a Jewish point of view. Uh, that right. was up in Jersey and New York and that type of thing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like right. Well, I, I like the fact that they show a different perspective mm-hmm. on that. You know? Yeah, and it's not like they're it's it's not like one of those films where you just you know oh my god you know you're depressed, but it's. It's interesting because they throw in World War II aspects, Charles Limbaugh, Charles right. Limbaugh, um, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And then it's just all around really, really. I, I would say if you want to watch a uh, limited series that's, you know, not Game of Thrones or something to that effect, but has more yeah. of a real touch to it. The Plot Against America, I would highly suggest. All right. And not only that, but I'm also a huge history buff as well. Mm. So for you to recommend that documentary, I'll definitely check yeah. it out. Because I'm looking for something that's actually real. Because I actually did watch a couple of documentaries. I watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary. I mm. watched Tiger King's do- documentary. Yeah. So, Me too. Yeah, which was not yeah. <laughs> lions, tigers, but, and bears. Oh my, yeah, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> but what else do you have to say about the documentary, though? That you feel like that you know people can actually gravitate towards. Well, it's it's not necessarily a it's not a documentary because it's it's more I don't know because it's. It's just one of those, you've got to watch it, because it just seems um, real. It's really one of those where that you, it's like you just get caught up in this story. Very much like how we discussed in Game of Thrones. It's like, it's like, you know, it's when you, when I watch it, it's like, wait, that's it? But you realize you sat in front of the TV for an hour, you know? (laughs) Right. It's like. Exactly. It's that good to me. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm going to give that a shot. Yeah. Um, Let's see here. For my number two, I have Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. And like I mentioned, like I said, I'm an 80s baby. So to actually have that nostalgia factor of everything in the, like D&D. Yeah. Spending hours in my in the basement playing with your friends using your imagination mm-hmm. and that's what I could relate to it and also it also has this perfect blend of Stephen King and Steven Spielberg yep because of the fact that it has that E.T. kind of flavor to it yeah especially whenever you look at the town but another thing too that I liked too was because these characters actually feel real so I actually could connect with the characters a little bit 
because I actually have friends that I actually spent hours playing Magic the Gathering, which is a tabletop game, mm-hmm. and playing that card game. Right. And, it, and I actually was able to relate to that, to D&D. Yeah. And also, too, I mean, it was just a different time during that time where mm-hmm. we could actually leave our doors open and stuff like that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But I watched this show before the hype because one of my fans from my movie page say it's like, "Hey, look, you need to check out Stranger Things." I said, "What's what's that about?" Then he told me, "Perfect blend of Stephen King and Steven Spielberg." I'm like, "Yeah, no, hey, I'm right. good." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I so, love it. I mean, I'm just like with you on this. I mean, because you know, I actually was growing up in the '80s and. You know, even, like, their hairstyle, it was the same, uh, uh, like, if you if you have a, like, and this is 80s, you know, me being an 80s kid, <laughs> but if you, as someone has a photo album that has pictures in the 80s, and you look at their hair stylish, and then go watch Stranger Things, so, you know, exactly. it's like, wow, they, that's for real, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And another thing, too, is, like, I, the way I rank um, Stranger Things is, I like season one, season three, and then season two is, like, the weakest mm-hmm. for me. But season three with the shopping mall oh, reminded me of being up in Boston, being in the 90s and everything, being up in those sh- uh, shops and everything, and Sam Goody's and the <laughs> ice cream <laughs> yeah. shop. Like, I was giddy over all Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I was right there with you. I think uh, I think most everybody felt the same way. When they saw that mall, they was like, oh, wow, you know. And uh, I, exactly. I think that the Duffy Brothers just, I can't wait to see what they're going to do with season four. Uh, I can't wait either. I'm excited. I'm excited what they're going to bring. I'm excited that, that they actually have Popper back yeah. again because I like his character. And I think that we're gonna see Hopper like we never seen him before. Where his he's gonna actually have layers mm-hmm. to him, where he's not gonna be the same Hopper that we know, right? Because God only knows what they did to him in Russia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to know how it got there. So <laughs> you know, it's like it's like, gosh, how did Hellboy get there? I just can't figure it. You know, exactly. <laughs> right, but, uh, and then. You mentioned the Doffer brothers and everything. Like, what else do you like about their directing style and things coming from a director's point perspective? Well, they, it seems like they are a type where they really get into it. I mean, like, they are very attention to detail. And if it's not, uh, you know, what they think is going to look good, and it seems like they have that vision where they've sat around all night writing this, you know, writing out shows, writing out these shows and this and that, and they got it in their head. And I think that they have that ability to take that imagination from their mind to the paper to screen. And right. I agree with you 110%. Not only that, but I know that you mentioned before, they're not like the, oh my mm-hmm. God, you know, Look at me! I'm Hollywood. Yeah. I'm better than everybody else. Kind yeah, of they are a very realistic guys to me. They they're they're the type where I would want them in to come in my house, 
make them a pot of coffee and sit around and talk geek stuff all day long with them. I could do it. You know, I mean, right. You know. Same here. I'm, I'm a yeah. huge geek yeah. when it comes to oh, stuff yeah. like this and for them. And you know, they, I actually listened to an interview that they did with the Schmoes No people uh, back in 2015 or 16, and they were just great with mm-hmm. interviews. I forgot to mention that to you before when uh, we were talking, but I like the fact that there's two people in the kitchen directing this movie, so that yeah. way one can actually share the pressure of directing this mm-hmm. because with one person, the pressure. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. And I feel like having two people to be able to share the same stress level is like, okay, I'm going to go work on this section right here. You can go on ahead and do this <laughs> right here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that really does help. I mean, and I know that. So they've, uh, I'm just glad that, you know, they've got a good home for their IP and for, I got a good home to where, uh, you know, like if, like to me personally, when I say Netflix, I think of Stranger Things. <laughs> you know, same here. That's like <laughs> because basically, uh, Stranger Things put them right back on mm-hmm. the map. Again, they did, uh, yeah. If you think about it's, it, yeah, it really did. And uh, so I'm, I'm happy and I'm excited, and I think everybody else is excited about Stranger Things. I think so too. Uh, what's next on your list? Well, let's see. Um, my number four, which um, this is another HBO one, is Boardwalk Empire. Uh, oh, I love that. So, show. with Boardwalk Empire, if you haven't seen it and you're at home and you're like, I want to see something that I haven't seen or I forgot about or just want to revisit. But if you want to go gangster with it, you know, (laughs) this is a good one to me. I agree. I agree with you on that. Go ahead. uh, Tell tell me some more of your uh, points on it. The the thing of it is, to me, where it's in that, you know, Prohibition era, and it's, it touches on real-life characters like, you know, Al Capone, uh, Lucky Luciano, uh, Meyer Lansky, uh, and all of that. So it's not like, you know, make-believe deal, like make-believe gangsters, you know. It's got a realism to it, and I love the acting in it. Uh, Steve uh, Buscemi, he he is just, you know, he plays a make-believe gangster, but by the time you watch the second, you know, the first show or the first season, the pilot, you're like, I believe Nookie all the way, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. And you even get this. I even did like a Google search for Nookie just to make sure that I wasn't <laughs> missing anything in history. But there's no such thing as Nookie. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's how good of a job he and everybody on that show does to me. Uh, it's exactly so if you're sitting around at home and trying to figure out what to watch. To me, I would suggest Boardwalk Empire. I can suggest that too because here's the thing: I love gangster movies. I love gangster TV shows and stuff like that too. And whenever I 
first heard about the show being announced, I'm like, yes, finally a show after The Sopranos that I can watch. That's actually a gangster show. And you can definitely tell that Steve Buscemi picked up on some stuff that James Gandolfini did in The Sopranos. And he used that to his advantage, and it pays off really well. It really does. (laughs) It does. And when you think a certain guy is a good guy in the show, it seems like everybody is just as crooked as Nucky is. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's... And, and matter of fact, I get this. I actually did the history. <laughs> I was actually mapping out how I thought the show was going to end. Because I was like, okay, Paul Edition ends here. And Al Capone goes to jail over in this part of history. There's no such thing as Nucky, so either he's going to die or he's going to go to prison. <laughs> wow. So I'm like, because I actually did the math because the timeline on this is so accurate mm, yeah. on the timeline. It's right there. And I thought the guy who played Al Capone did a very good job. At yeah, he really, really did. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, I just. He's, he's one. And get this, I've seen him in other movies after Boardwalk Empire, other stuff. He's a yeah, great actor. Yeah, he really is. He is really, really. Uh, he was, um, hey, actually, I think he was in, um, oh, God, what was that Netflix, the one, the new one, gangster movie with Robert De Niro and, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Irishman. Uh, the Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, he was in that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. played the guy who uh, wore the flip flops. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Doing? I mean, he pulled it off there, you know. So, right. I I think he's got a good, you know, a good movie career ahead of him. Uh, I think yeah. so too. But yeah, that's uh, you know my number four. Okay. Well, for my my next one, I have Raising Dion. Oh yeah, I've. I, we said earlier, and I have got to see this. I just haven't yet. Dude, it is so good. And if anybody doesn't know what this is about, it has the guy who played on Creed. Uh, isn't it Anthony Mackie? Mm, or, no, um, no, not Anthony Mackie. Um, but anyways, it has him in it. He plays the father of Dion, but he winds up passing away. And now it's up to the mother to go ahead and take care of her son. And she's a single mother raising her son. Her son finds out that he has superpowers because he actually saw his boat on a bowl of cereal floating in the air. Wow. And yeah, so she's trying to figure out what she's going to do about her son. They have to go ahead and keep this thing under wraps so that way the government doesn't try to investigate him and stuff like that. And then also, too, what I loved about this was they have John Ritter's son in this trying to be like a Mr. Miyagi kind of character because he's into comic books. Oh, wow. (laughs) Right? Because he's actually into comic books and stuff like that. So he thinks that he actually knows what he's doing. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So And this is on Netflix? Yeah, this is on Netflix. I'm definitely checking this out. And, dude, it is so good. Like, I'm going to go into a little bit, a, yeah. one more thing. But, you know, there is a villain in this thing. It, Dion is not alone. That's what I liked about it, too, was like, okay, you have Dion who's trying to figure out who he is with these powers. 
And also, too, he's new to these powers, so he thinks that waving his hands in the air and saying <laughs> abracadabra is actually going to work when it really right. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. And then you actually have this mystical kind of villain in here where you don't know who this villain is or anything like that. But he can manipulate electricity and stuff like that. And a matter of fact, he's actually the same person that winded up killing his father. But, you know, there's a whole lot more meat to actually digest right. that whole entire show. It's oh, so yeah. good. Well, I'm definitely going to watch that for sure. Uh, I, hey, man, that sounds great. I mean, it. I, I had a blast watching this. I think it has like maybe six, maybe eight episodes, if I'm not mistaken. But they tie everything up by mm-hmm. the end of the first season. Yeah. And everything. Because I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to wrap this up in six episodes right. or eight episodes? But they do it so well. Wow. And it sounds like, isn't it like put on like a Netflix series? Kind of like Stranger Things? Yeah. You know what I mean? A, yeah, okay. it's a Netflix original. Awesome. Wow. And see, I love those, the Netflix series. For, you know, to me, I get into those. Uh, you know, more, I guess you would say, than, I don't know, I guess it's because, uh, you know, it's just a little bit more original, you know. Right, exactly, because mm-hmm. I like original stuff. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, man, I'm definitely going to check that out, and I think everybody else okay. should check that one out as well, you know, if they're sitting around, right. you know, bored, you know. <laughs> you know. Exactly, because yeah, we can't go right. anywhere, so yeah. why not? <laughs> Uh, All right, so I am at number five, and my number five is The Boys from Amazon Prime. Oh, get this. I was actually going to put that on my my list because I love that show. (laughs) It's, uh, you know, I don't know what they're doing about season two, but The Boys, oh my gosh, that was just, that, when I watched it, I was like, this is the most adult version of a comic that I would, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's so I explicit. Like, if, if Superman was psychotic, this would be it. You know, if he, if super, you know, Superman was exactly. a complete psychopath. You know, <laughs> this would be. Yeah, or the Flash, I mean, for that matter, too. Uh, it's just such a adult version of, uh, you know. And it just it just takes you on a whole nother path, uh, you know, of watching uh, a superhero movie. Oh, I agree with you 110%. And, you know, you've wanted to root for the good guys, but then you want... Yeah. <laughs> with this show, you're not rooting for the good <laughs> no, guys at all. Not. You're yeah, rooting for like... the bad guys. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, and I would think that if anybody has not watched that yet, and you want uh, you want to just to be uh, to have a treat, you know, of something totally adult, different thing. Do not watch this with your kids. I wouldn't suggest it. So, <laughs> no, <laughs> but definitely not. This is mom and dad watching <laughs> stuff, you know. Uh, exactly. Especially that superhero club. Uh-uh. You just don't want your kids no. to be going. <laughs> so, but, yeah. But another another thing, too, that I like, like, I felt bad for the main character, though. 
especially in that opening scene, he's holding his girlfriend's hands, and then all of a sudden, the guy with the super that uh, that's like the Flash, I know, through her. literally, right it's through like. <laughs> I know, and that's why I love this show, because it's just kind of like, what? You know, <laughs> what did I just see? <laughs> because, the, exactly, because I didn't even expect that to and happen. That, like, they have that, uh, then, that, just, the, the guy who's hunting them, or whatever, the, oh, yeah, 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 him, yeah. Uh, Del Toro. No, but, yeah, this would be my... Uh, suggestion for anybody that's like, I want to watch something or revisit it, that would be my suggestion. The boys. I agree with you 110% on that, man. That I had a lot of fun with the boys. Not only that, but it goes, in, you know what, this also too, let's say for instance that you were born with superpowers and stuff like that, and then you know, you get into this whole entire thing where you look up to the heroes and then you find out that there are a yeah. bunch of fakes. And then also too, is because to show you if somebody has these super like um, powers, the government will actually tell them what to do and how yeah. to control them. So uh, yeah, I actually like that. And aren't they, or did it put on hold uh, season two? Season two is actually done. It's in the can. Matter of fact, they had a teaser trailer out a couple of months back, and they just introduced a new character, which she has like lightning powers and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, you can actually read that on my Instagram on the mm-hmm. Movie Lovers yeah. Instagram when we get a chance, because wow. I did a whole article on that. Oh, so you can check that out on on uh, the Movie Lovers Movie Lovers Unites yeah, Instagram um, if you want to check that. Yeah, out. I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for you to announce when it's coming out. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's supposed to be coming out sometime this year. Uh, I think sometime oh. in the spring that they said, but I'm not. Sh- but I'm hoping that they still have that same release date. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will because of the fact that it was already done shooting yeah. before this coronavirus mess. Mm-hmm. And we do need something yeah. fresh to binge. So and they may do it. You never know. But yeah, that's true. But all right, so you go with your all right. next one. Okay, so this is gonna be my number four. This can be oh Walking Oh gosh, Key. yeah. Mm-hmm, and it's yeah. a Netflix show. <laughs> and it's actually by Stephen King's yeah. son, Joan, <laughs> Joe Hill. And it's also based mm-hmm. off of a graphic novel he wrote. So I love the aspect of the fact that you have these kids that moved away from their old home and then they're moved into this home because their father left them this house in the will with the mother and the mother's actually taking care of them of course another single mother but i love the aspect with the keys because each key to that Mm -hmm. house does different things and there's that little uh fantasy type of flavor to it it mixed in with some horror that i really have to say that that joe hill does perfectly well and what I loved about it was, okay, you have a key where you can actually insert it in the back of your neck, and it opens a door mm-hmm. to your mind and goes into your mind yeah. and can watch your memories. Yeah. It, yeah. So I love that. Aspect. Oh, gosh, each yeah. And I different. love how, you know, how each director was able to balance each show, you know, and wasn't like, uh, like you could watch. Right. 
you know, the first one and then the second one and then the third one, but it it's like it took you on a very level roller coaster type thing. It went up and up and up and up. It didn't veer off, you know, <laughs> like like some director, you know, was exactly. like, well, I'm going to go this whole other route with it, you know. Right, because it seemed like it was the same director and, and the pacing and everything mm-hmm. each time when you watch the episode, uh, an episode and everything of Walking Keith. Yeah, I didn't feel like they changed directors at all. I don't even. Yeah, so uh, and it's so good. And I know it was Stephen King's son, but you know, like father, like son, the apple not, you know, the apple not too far exactly. from the tree. You know, <laughs> no, it doesn't. But if you had a key. I'm. I'm. On, I just want to play a little game here. If you had a key to any of those things inside the house and everything, what key would you want? Hmm. Probably. Uh, wasn't it the there? Well, what, what, I can't remember if they, they stuck it in the, their neck or the door, but the one where they walked outside and then. They would float like around like a ghost, but nobody could really see them. Yeah, I would try that. Oh out. yeah, yeah. I, I would yeah, really like try team. that around. I would be like, <laughs> "This is the best way in the world to get to Walmart," you know. <laughs> you know, and so, right? Yeah, and just I mean, trip people <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> but for me, it would probably just be the travel key because and think of different ways yeah. to travel. I could see that, yeah. You know, yeah. I didn't think about that. That's the, I would. The reason why I didn't say the ghost key because I would be. I would. I would actually be scared of someone actually shutting the door. Uh, right. And they're yeah. seeing my life with uh, body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the yeah. only downfall. <laughs> Unless you put a note on the door, I'll be back in a few yeah. minutes to claim my body. <laughs> but. Anyways, what's what's on your uh, um, next on your list? My number six, and this is a now I'm going to Netflix, um, and it is the pharmacist. I, right, it's I haven't seen that. Uh, the pharmacist. Uh, the reason I guess it's near and dear to my heart is because my dad is a pharmacist. Okay, but. Okay. And also, I love it because the setting and the story of it, it takes place in Louisiana and New Orleans. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so you're able to relate mm-hmm, to that all because the Gulf we are Coast, from the Coast. You know what right. I mean? But, uh, and I like it, too, because it's a true story. And it it's not like a... Like, okay, this is a documentary series about this one particular thing, right? It goes, it concentrates on this one, but then this pharmacist decides to take on a pharmaceutical company. And then when he gets done with that, he's wanting to, I mean, this guy is just like OCD, ADD to the, uh, I mean, he's like a hero with it, you know? (laughs) And, uh... It's right. a real life story. It's <laughs> like you couldn't make this make it up to me. Uh, and if you're somebody who is just wanting to watch something different, you know, like 
let me get involved in this story and just get lost for about six hours or seven hours. The pharmacist, I would say watch it. Okay. I'll definitely get that. I'll definitely check that out. So that's, uh, that's my number six. Okay. For my number five, I got Daybreak. Oh, yeah. It's a Netflix I've series. I've heard of that. I, I don't think I've seen it quite yet. <laughs> to be honest with you, I wasn't sure how I was going to like this show up until one of my friends told me to check it out. So I did. And, you know, it's kind of like a coming of age movie, well, TV show, in a sense, because you have all these kids that are the survivors, and then you have these parents that are like zombies. But the last thing that they here's the kicker though, the when you get bitten by one of those zombies or whatever, mm-hmm. you don't turn into a zombie or anything like that. And another thing too is the last memory that the adults have, that's what they're gonna wind up wind up staying, um, wind up yeah. moaning out instead of like uh, yeah. you know how zombies always have like that moaning sound. Well, let's say for instance, like your last memory was like I'm gonna go to the store. You're, that's what you're going to be saying. That's your last thing wow. you're going to wind up saying. And you're walking. Uh, yeah. Well, all right. Now I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm going to have to, because, uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to see, check this one out for sure. Because I remember hearing about it, but I just never, and only, you know, heard anything about it in detail, you know. Right. Another thing, too, that I want to mention is this. It has a Furious Bueller's kind of date off kind of feel to it because the main character is talking to you yeah. by breaking the third wall. He actually talked, yeah. And as soon as I said that, Matthew Broderick, Broderick shows up. So he oh, wow. High school principal. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So I love that little spin. Uh. But the plot itself is basically the kid is trying to go and find his girlfriend. And that's his whole entire quest is him trying to find his girlfriend. He runs through bullies that people bullied him. He runs into one of his other friends that he used to be friends with and stuff like that. You have a 10-year-old girl that loves to blow stuff up. So, So, I mean, it's a great show i highly recommend it for something just cheesy yeah. and fun and just to entertain you there is some political stuff that you right. i chose to ignore some of the stuff or whatever within the show uh, but well, it is very hey, entertaining that's uh <laughs> oh dang let's see now i got more shows to go check out that you know and i hope that other listeners <laughs> that listen to this they'll be like yeah now we got some good stuff you know <laughs> you know Right. Yeah. Now some material that I can actually uh, watch. Uh, okay, so on your my list? number seven is a Netflix series, The Punisher. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. I love that show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for anybody that's listening to this that has not seen it, you know, and if you're a comic book person and you have not seen it, shame on you. But uh, 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 it's <laughs> like, I put it like this. My god nephew, right? 
he is not a comic book watcher movie guy. I mean, he watches it, but it's not his jam. It's not his thing. But he watched the first season of The Punisher, and he watched it all the way through, right? And I saw him the next couple days, and I said, and? He said, when's season two coming out? You know, (laughs) that's, if you can take somebody who is not big into this comic book stuff, you know, and they say, when's season two? That is a excellent, excellent movie for any adult. I agree with you on that. And not only that, but they come with the PTSD stuff really well in that show. They handled mm-hmm. that. I they agree. handled that so 100%. well. One hundred percent. And and John Bernthal as the Punisher. <laughs> I mean, he makes Thomas Jane looks Punisher look like a bedtime story. Yeah. I'm just gonna tell you. <laughs> and get this, I used to love Thomas Jane as the Punisher, and then he was like number one for me, and then yeah, all of a sudden John Bernthal shows up. I'm like, like, sorry, yeah. Thomas. And get this, I actually have an autographed pop that wow. John Bernthal actually signed. Wow. Oh. Of the Punisher. I paid like 50 bucks for it online. Oh, and everything wow. that I won off an auction. Great. So I was. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm a huge Punisher fan and stuff like that. I can go into mm-hmm. the origins of the Punisher all day long. Oh, I can yeah. be a big sweaty over that. And if you don't know what I mean by big sweaty, yeah, right? I mean, like, yeah, I'm a big sweaty comic yeah. nerd. <laughs> but you know, I I have to agree with you on that. That show is so good. The intensity of it is really good. The sh- the the way it was mm-hmm. written, written and everything. So if anybody out there is bored and they want a good, like it's not, you know, they don't have that Marvel thing feel to it, and you just want something. That you, you're going to be like, God, this is good. I would say the Punisher. That's what I would suggest. So, all I right. Agree. So, what is your next one? For my number six, it's an HBO show. It came out in 1999, oh, and that show is one. The Sopranos. <laughs> and I actually own all the DVDs. I oh, have wow. all the DVD box sets. And everything, and you know, I I revisited like last year. I binge watched every single season, and I love this show. Mm-hmm. James Gandolfini as Tony Soprano was just so good, and then Carmela, the girl, uh, Amy Falco, I think her name is, or something like that. She played Carmela. She does a good job. The psychiatrist, who mm-hmm. was actually the actress in Goodfellas that played Ray Lilletta's yeah. wife, she plays the psychiatrist really good. The everything was so David Chase did a great job directing the pilot and everything mm-hmm. and putting his daughter in it as well. He knew how to set up the characters and the building. Oh, blocks yeah, and what he I, I mean, it was it's just one of those shows that you just can't help but like, yeah, you will sit there all day if you're if you can handle it, you know, <laughs> and just you're like, like, have you eaten lunch? exactly? Like, Huh? You know, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's what time is one it? of those where you just completely get lost with it. 
You really do, because you're wondering what character's going to get whacked. You're wondering how is Tony going to get out of this situation with the FBI. And you're wondering if his wife's ever going to catch him with the Russian girl (laughs) and everything. So, you know, yeah, that's his goma. Yeah, she knows about it, but yeah, you're going to get tired of it. Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, like with me, when I was watching it, like every once in a while, I would always ask myself, I was like, what in the hell is his kids going to be doing now? You know, (laughs) what is his kids going to be doing now? You know? Right? That's just... <laughs> because it seemed like Meadow or, something. or his yeah. son, AJ, was always getting into something. Oh, gosh. Especially AJ, though. Between him getting drunk mm-hmm. uh, yeah. on his communion. <laughs> yeah. And then sabotaging the uh, swimming pool. Which Lady oh, Gaga yeah, was about that. Scene. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, so Stephanie was in that scene, and that's yeah. Lady Gaga's real name. Yeah. Because you don't know what her real name is. Her name is Stephanie, but but yeah, I just thought the story flow was really good. My favorite season would probably be the season with Steve Asimi, which was like season season five, because of the fact uh-huh. that they had a lot of wackos yeah. on that show. Oh, I, did, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I completely that. <laughs> You got a great memory with that. I forgot that he was on it. Man, that's great. Thanks. Like, I can actually... Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I have photographic memory on certain things that I watch, and it still sticks with me. So, basically, yeah, if I still right. remember something, I'm going to still talk yeah. about it because it affects me in some uh, way. Yeah, that's but great. yeah, thank you. I do appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. And But my favorite character, even though he was really uh, not a group, he was a heroin addict and everything, but it was uh, Christopher Maltesanti was my favorite one. Because of, mm-hmm. of the fact that he wanted to become an actor, I remember at that time I wanted to be an actor and stuff like that, so I was able to relate on his level a little bit. Yeah, all right. a heroin ad- a- addict. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but I know that it has a lot of dark humor right. to where you have no choice yeah. but to laugh. Especially the part where Chris steps yeah. on, on his girlfriend's yeah. dog. Mm-hmm. And he goes, she goes, where's the dog at? Go. He must have gone underneath me. He he, he must have wanted, uh, right. maybe wanted to go over here <laughs> to be warm. <laughs> so, I mean, it has, it has moments of being having right. some dark humor, of course, yeah. with the Italian mob. And... What do you have on your Alrighty. next on your well, list for um, the next show? I would say my number eight would be Daredevil from Netflix. Um, you know, I can agree with where, that too. <laughs> if yeah, because I think there's like what four seasons or five, four. I don't know, uh, four. No, uh, they didn't. Get, yeah, they didn't I get think, a chance to get up to five. I think it's four, four, but I wanted to. Uh, yeah, and if you're wanting to binge watch and where I would say that it's action-packed and if you're kind of, you like that ninja, you know, uh, kind of thing leading a double life type deal, but it's not, uh, you know, like Superman flying around per se, but it's it's just really good. 
to me, a very well done comic book, you know, TV show that I think anyone could binge watch. And I agree with you. Um, what else yeah. did you like about it, though? Because I know it goes into uh, his origins and stuff like that. And they were able to do more right. yeah. compared to the uh, Ben Affleck movie. I liked it because it showed you a a evolution of Daredevil uh, from the beginning, from when he first got you know the power, uh, the stuff from you know that hit his eyes, to becoming to the red suit that everybody knows, and then where he outgrows the red suit and. It really shows you the psychological aspect of it on a deep level, you know, uh, to me. And that's what I was like, I really, really enjoyed seeing that, you know, along with the the action of it. So it wasn't, right. uh, it, to me, it was just a very deep and at times dark comic movie. <laughs> I agree with you on that, with it being dark and stuff like that, with it being a dark TV show. And not only that, but we actually mm-hmm. got to see a dark and gritty Daredevil for once, and not where it was... Yeah, there was some darkness to Ben Affleck's one, but not yeah. as much. It was like a little bit of lightheartedness to it that we didn't get to, that we saw from that. And I really wanted mm-hmm. the Man Without Fear yeah. comic book feel to it. Yeah, I do. I mm-hmm. don't know if you remember that comic or not, but Remember yeah, I wrote right. that maybe yeah. last year or two. <laughs> but but you know, I love the grittiness of it and the darkness of it. And then Matt is also blaming himself for his own um <clears throat> problems mm-hmm. by bringing his friends into the world that he's in. Yeah. Is that struggle and, within I, and I would suggest that if anybody is just like you know, bored at home with all the stuff that's going on with the virus, you know what? Watch Daredevil. I promise you will you will spend all day and a couple days actually <laughs> if you start from day from season one <laughs> show one and you go all the way through you yeah you're you're gonna finish it out in about three days probably and I agree with you on that yeah right <laughs> because I yeah. finished it in like and, uh, two days so <laughs> it's um I, I to me I just it's what I like, and I would suggest that for anybody that hasn't seen it. So, what is your next one? Well, this is going to be an AMC TV show, but it's actually it's on Netflix now. Oh, but it's yeah, Breaking Bad. And you know, I missed out on Breaking Bad when it was actually on TV. So I binge watched the whole entire thing on Netflix, and you know what I loved about it was this: you have a guy named Walter mm-hmm. who's a science teacher for biology or chemistry, rather, and um, basically he has cancer and he's trying to support his family, but he knows that his pension and and with the schools cutting the budgets and everything, he's not going to be give, leaving them much. And then he was like, he saw all the money that the dealers were actually making off of the um, off of the drugs that they were making. And he's like, you know what? 
I'm going to go on ahead and start making drugs too. I'm going to start making crystal meth. And so that way I can give my family something to leave behind. And then he goes off the rails though. You can see where he starts out and then he becomes like the king of crystal meth. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I can relate to you, Walter. It's okay. You're trying to do something good for your family. I like that. And on top of that, his wife's brother, or uh, yeah, it's her, his wife's brother is actually uh, works for the DEA. Huh. Well, this, this is starting to remind me of Donnie Brasco. Yeah. Almost, so, you know, in a way. Right? But yeah, the brother actually, her brother actually works for the DEA. And Walter is actually trying to hide the fact that he's a crystal meth maker. His wife doesn't have any idea what's going on. He's hiding the money. Uh, his son has a disability to where he's using crutches. I think he has like MS or something like that. I forgot what it is. But anyway, they even have like a GoFundMe page for him for his cancer. Because he also has cancer. And... So yeah, you have so all how that stuff long, going in. I mean, that. is it like you know, like how many seasons or Wow, so yeah, that's something Seven if seasons. you got bored, you could watch that. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. It was. It's like seven seasons long, seven hours. Oh gosh. Yeah. Which I did. <laughs> <laughs> this is before the Yeah, virus. that that um, yeah, I think that if yeah, folks, if uh, you're wanting to uh, kill some time, I think that would do it for sure. That would be really great. That's a good good one. Uh, I agree. Thank all right. You. So um, my number nine would be, believe it or not, <laughs> The Defenders on Netflix. The Netflix series, The Defenders. Um, it's, okay. Okay, it's only I think six six shows, uh, and they're about an hour piece, you know, uh, type thing. Um, and if you don't want to like get deep deep into it, like Daredevil or The Punisher or you know Batman, if you will, for an example, like get deep into those characters, you just want to see a group of them together and go out and fight you know the hand right and destroy them then this is good because it does a very good balancing act i should say with it's one of those where if you got about six hours to kill and you're just getting that geek comic book give me i want to see action type thing this is really it. This is, I would say that. Okay. Yeah. I'll definitely I mean, have to give that a shot. That would be my number nine for a suggestion for people. Okay. Uh, let's see. For me, for my oh, number gosh, number, yeah. Cobra Kai. And it's a YouTube series. I get this. I binge watched the first season. I signed up for mm. YouTube Premium just for temporarily, just so I could yeah. watch it for free. <laughs> and then I canceled it. I did I'm binge watching the first season. <laughs> and I, 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not a fan of spinoff shows or anything like that because they don't have that same flavor, that same vibe that you get with the show that you actually watched. The, uh, your, the movie yeah. that you actually watched. I'm not a fan of movies that are spinoffs either. But they did something really great. You had the original guy who played Daniel Caruso. You actually have the guy who played Johnny in the, in, the, in the movies. So you have that going on. And yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. It doesn't feel forced. You, they're still. You know how at the end of the uh-huh. first Kid, where Johnny actually gives him a little nod. There's still beef between him and Daniel, <laughs> even through those years. And Daniel is actually a car salesman. And he has everything. He has the perfect yeah. wife, the perfect house, the perfect wife. Everything. Then you have Johnny, who's just a maintenance repair guy who doesn't have anything. He has a he's divorced. He has a kid, and he's trying just trying to make ends meet. And then he winds up uh, dating the girls. This girls uh, mm-hmm. this woman that lives in the same apartment complex. And so happens to be her son is getting bullied and picked yeah. on, which makes him want to open up Cobra Kai. So he decides to take it upon himself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it seems, isn't there like, don't they throw like little uh, Easter eggs back to the original movies in that as well? I think. uh, Yeah, yeah, there there are a lot of Easter eggs in this thing. (laughs) I mean, the Easter eggs just keep on coming. All the way through it. There's a bonsai tree. That oh, Daniel really? <laughs> from him. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so there's a little bit of this. Yeah, I forgot about that. I remember that. So it was now. Perfect. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. You said, yeah. Oh, yeah, that is a great suggestion for anybody. I, I'm going to be honest with you. The two seasons is really good. And everything. The second season is just as good as the first, and now I'm waiting for the third season. So, are they making it? Still the third one. Oh, it's in the can. They're done. I think they're. Wow. Yeah. So it it is in the can. Ah, awesome! Oh, that's yep. It's in the can. It's ready to go. That gets me excited. (laughs) So, and you even have. Exactly, and we also have Reese that's mm-hmm. in there too from the original yeah. Cobra Kai. Re- yeah, Re- remember Reese? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's yeah. actually in Cobra Kai. As See, well. I love that. I love how they and uh, how they've given it a new spin, but it's the original. Yeah, you know, <laughs> they 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 didn't veer too off of it. You know, exactly. Uh, that is great. Right. So, what's... so to watch that, you would have to get on YouTube Premium or what? I can't remember. Yeah. You, mm. Well, they. I think you can actually now watch it. Well, wow. There you go. There you go, people. You can watch it for free, <laughs> I think. <laughs> so... Yeah, I believe that you can watch it for uh, the first two seasons for free now. 
But I think that you have to sign up for the third season for premium. I'm not 100% sure how they're working it. But you can always find yeah. out and everything whenever you go to YouTube. And well, check I have to rewatch the, uh, that seasons. for sure just to get my mind refreshed on it, you know. <laughs> uh, mm. It is so good. Uh, yeah. I think you're, a lot, a lot I, I I think you're gonna fall back into the eighties again. The first two seasons, but it's just my memory's not with it. On I just remember bits of it, you know. So, but yeah, that is a great. I, but I remember watching it, and I was like, "Dang, I really enjoyed this. I really, really did." So, a bit. But yeah, man, that is great. All right. All right. So my number Thanks. ten. What's on your uh, next one? Uh, my, you know, that I would suggest for anybody. <laughs> and it, it's it was it's really a tough one for me, but uh, it's the Ozarks. Mm. Oh, that is a good show. Matter of fact, that was actually on my list, but I decided to go with the Cobra Kai. Yeah. <laughs> I'm losing it. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. I didn't. Uh, um, can you hear I me? didn't catch all that. You kind of broke up for. It's okay. All right. It's okay. So, uh, but I just love... yeah, I can hear you now. That uh, uh is something. Sorry, I don't hear. I don't know if you can. Uh, okay, you can hear me now. Okay, sorry. I can hear you now. But um, yeah, that to yeah. me, uh, the Ozarks, Jason Bateman, he just killed it. He just he just brought that to life. I agree with you on that, and. You know, we know that he can do serious roles whenever he's able to do serious roles, but to play a despicable yeah. character like Marty? Oh my gosh. I mean, and it's, it's just, just something. It's one of those where if you're bored and, you know, because everybody's sitting around and, yeah, that type of thing, and you want, you just want to find something that's like, you're just going to, like we said, get lost in the story then this, to me, is the movie for you, or the series. But, right. yeah, I mean, I, I could sit here for hours. I agree with you on those that. Arts, but... <laughs> I definitely do. Same here mm-hmm. as well, because Ozarks was, is always one of my favorite shows. It is. And it's a slow-pacing show, too. None of the Netflix yeah are fast yeah, paced. It was which just is something very. Like. It's very well done so, to me. Very well shot. Very well put together. And uh, and it, it, to me, it seems like anything. Uh, you know, uh, the actor Bateman. Anything he's in now, it's just like going to be a hit. <laughs> exactly. Because we know 100% yeah. that he's going to actually deliver every single time. 
And I, that's what I love about his acting ability. He can do so – he has so much range. I agree. I agree. When it comes down to his acting and, ability. Uh, so, yeah, that would be my number 10 is the Ozarks. I would highly suggest for anybody to be able okay. to watch that. Okay. All right. All right. So I got two more yeah. on my list, and that's Sons of Anarchy. It's an FX show. I've seen some of it, but and I, have you seen it or I no? don't know? I, for some reason, I probably started watching Game of Thrones or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay, but you know this show also mm-hmm. didn't grab me the way I wanted it to be grabbed at first because I didn't know exactly what they were doing with it. But in case anybody doesn't know, Sons of Anarchy is basically about this MC motorcycle club. And Jackson's actually trying to, fight, which is also the president, he's actually trying to figure out what happened to his That's father. Right. And then also, too, you have Ron Perlman that plays the vice president, who's actually his stepfather. Yep. And he's basically trying to find out where he fits in with this club and what his, his real father had planned for this club. And there's a bunch of shady stuff that happens within the seasons where Ron Perlman is going off the rails being dirty to him. I mean, this thing just go, goes from being light and fun as a, from the first season Wow, to going really dark, like a Macbeth kind of feel to it. And a matter of fact, that's what the director and writer actually based it Me? off was. Oh, like I didn't know that. Macbeth. Yeah, so, I mean, that's what I fell in love with it was because of that feel to it and also too because of the fact that you know <laughs> i needed some other thing after the sopranos had ended and this oh wow <laughs> because it's like the sopranos on motorcycles because they ha- they do uh different types of deals and stuff like that too they have fronts like for instance oh, porn, wow. they work in the porn industry on one one of the seasons <laughs> Because because Jax wants to go legit, so they vote every yeah. single thing that they do. They have to vote on before they do it. So it's like men at a table. Okay, uh, let's vote on this. Yeah. Okay, should we kill this one person? Yeah. Uh, okay, he <laughs> puts uh. the gavel down, and that's the vote, and that's how it goes and takes place. Uh, right. So they do things a little bit differently yeah, than what the Sopranos yeah. do. <laughs> says, there's no voting. <laughs> well, heck yeah. I, that's, that's a good suggestion for sure. I, my nephews, uh, I remember, was really into uh, Sons of Anarchy as well. And um, they, 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 they was telling me how good it was. I just, now that everybody's, you know, sitting around with this virus stuff, I, I, I'm probably going to binge watch that. Exactly. Right. And then for my yeah. number 10, I have Dexter That's on a... there. Which is also was on Showtime. It was a Showtime original, I believe, but it was also based off of a book. Because Dexter actually had several books oh, it before it became into a TV series. And yeah, my friend Jade, who's actually a writer, told me about the series. Well, told me about the books. I was like, really? I didn't know that. So basically the first book 
everything is happening with mm-hmm. Dexter right from the first season with the ice truck killer. And that's what I loved about it was the fact that they actually connected that in very well and then they went off and did their own thing. But if you're not familiar with Dexter, Dexter's a serial killer who winds up working for forensics over in Florida for Miami PD and he only kills bad people. He doesn't kill innocent people or anything like that. If you're a shady uh, lawyer or if you're a shady um, person that got off for not murdering somebody. Right. He's going to find you, he's going to kill you and that's going to be the end of it. <laughs> and I really have, I really love Dexter all up until like the last season, which I don't recommend anybody watch, but for seasons, at, for yeah. the other seasons though, I strongly recommend well, that's Dexter. great. Yeah. And everything. Because Thanks. No, I don't think I. Did have. You, I, I, I don't, don't know remember if you saw that seeing show advertisements about and, and just people on Facebook saying how much they enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it a lot, though. I mean, Dexter was one of those shows where you have a character that has different. Here's the thing: yeah. I love characters with layers to them, and that's what I liked. And that's what we got. I mean, he shows one side to it yeah, right. with Miami PD. And then all of a sudden he goes dark <laughs> and everything. And it is just fantastic. And then also, too, his sister sometimes calls him while he's killing someone. Oh, wow. And she actually works for Miami PD. She's a cop. But Harry, who takes Dexter in as a kid... And also to Dexter's sisters, a step like a foster sister, and Harry has to teach him a way of a code because he knows that Dexter is capable of killing, but he doesn't want to uh, turn him in or anything like that. So he teaches him a way of having a no- some type of a normal normal life, but also yeah. keeping that other part to him hidden to where nobody will notice. Wow. So you have well, that dang, aspect. That, yeah, I might have to uh, visit this for sure and check so, it out. Yeah. I think you'll like it. It even had, like, in the second or third season, you have the Kennedy Killer, I want to say. I forgot who, how, what the guy's name is. I always call him the Kennedy Killer, and I'm, I know I'm wrong. Oh. But it has the guy from Harry and the Hendersons in it. John Lithgow? The one... Uh, you know what? Yeah. About the father. Oh wow! Yeah, John Lithgow is actually. <laughs> That's it. A... And he plays a kill. He, he actually plays a killer. Oh, neat. So. Yeah, I definitely am. I'm so gonna you're gonna have, have to, to uh, yeah, give that a go. Check that out when you get a chance. Sure. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, and um, gonna be and about what are right they gonna now, do about the Comic Con? Well, with Comic-Con, they said, and this is stupid, it's like, well, I don't know what we're going to do about Comic-Con or anything. We might try and, they're optimistic thinking that this virus is actually going to be gone by the time Comic-Con comes around. But my thought process is this. We have celebrities that are sick off of this thing. And also, too, we're not sure if this virus will be cleared up by then. 
So, I mean, why would you uh, want to have this, especially when we, they celebrities do meet and greets? And not only that, but people that are, um, like, I'm just going to use this as an example, but there's a guy named Christian Harlock who does SEN Live. And he's always at Comic-Con, and they call it the Comic-Con flu because of the fact that there's always someone mm-hmm. getting sick after uh, the three yeah. or four days of being at Comic-Con. They call it the con flu. And why would you want to try and object anybody into being close together like that in that environment when you know, number one, celebrities do meet and greets. They charge for meet and greets. Yeah. But who would want to meet their favorite celebrity when they know that there's a virus going on? And you have to be six feet apart from that celebrity. It it don't make no sense to me because it's like, you know, even when all this, you know, the dust settles, right? And they say, everybody can go outside. Well, you know, I right. had a discussion with another uh, friend of mine who's got a movie studio. And he asked me, he said, do you think that the movie theater is going to, you know, bounce back? And he said, immediately. I said, no. I said, because people in general, even when the government or whoever <laughs> says... You're free. You can go and do whatever. People are going to be hesitant anyway. You know, they're going to be like, uh, I don't know if I exactly. really want to go to the movies. You know? <laughs> exactly. And that's what I said in my podcast, too, is like, people are not going to be as optimistic mm-hmm. to go out. They're going to, like, they're going to be like a dog that got kicked Me- around. And uh, yeah. Stray, like, is mm-hmm. it really safe to go out, or is it not safe to go out? You know, yeah, and it really is. It's going to take a I while mean, to adjust to and, going back out. Again. You know, the only way I could see it, like, is if Comic Con decided to do it, they better have, uh, like the most best Marvel movie out i mean like they uh, you know the disney better the mouse better just take off his pants and show what's under it to sh- to get people there you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i agree with you on that 110 percent. but from what i heard disney wasn't even gonna be there this time marvel wasn't gonna even show up this time because of the fact they were done with all their phases and everything. And matter of fact, there's not really much to show right now, especially with Doctor Strange is actually not even production mm-hmm. yet or anything like that. Matter of fact, they just got another director to be on that project. Then you have uh, Ant-Man yeah. and the Law, uh, another Ant-Man movie that's in the process of being made too with the script. And matter of fact, they got the um, what's that animated show? Marty. Uh, I forgot what that animated yeah. show is, but those are the good. That's actually going to be the writers for Ant Man, right? So there's really nothing for Marvel to actually right now to announce, other mm-hmm. than probably WandaVision yeah. and a few other things, but that's about it. And then we also have the DC stuff too. Yeah, I mean, but DC uh, is not really putting I out mean, anything as of right now. But it's kind of like. Yeah, yeah, from what I'm like, well, what's right. up for that? You know, <laughs> but even future works. Oh yeah. Well, they have the new Suicide Squad uh, coming out. 
James Gunn is directing that. So it's going to be like a soft reboot of of that. And it's going to have Harley Quinn in it. It's going to have Shark King in it. Right. And stuff like that. But it's not going to have Will Smith's character. It's not going to have Deadshot in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so but it sounds like I'm DC's excited got to actually see what that's going to look like. To, you know, get people to maybe come out and... <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I'm with you on the Comic Con thing. I'm right. Like, you know, just for a mere safety aspect of it, it's like I don't know. Uh, they may have their hopes and wishes, but people might just be kind of like, mm, I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I think I'm gonna spray it down with Lysol and forget. I mean. Uh, you know, I I know that there whoever they book to be a right. me, you know the meet and greets and stuff, but it's kind of like you know I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for this guy who might have had the virus. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Momoa, like, can I have your autograph? Uh huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, yeah. Don't thank yeah, you. I'll uh... always remember this. Let me just throw this away. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or Jason David Frank. Hey, you're my favorite Power Ranger. <clears throat> That's nice, kid. Right. That's nice meeting you. And <laughs> and touches his face and walks off. So I'm like, you know, you need to just go on ahead and rethink this. I understand you have millions of dollars wrapped up into Comic-Con, but hold off on it. I mean, there's nothing really much going on right. to where I'm where people are like, oh my God, I have to go to Comic-Con this year. Mm-hmm. Especially when, right. I, now, next year is a different ballgame. Yeah. But come on, you can promote WandaVision on TV. You can promote Black Widow, which you're pushed that all the way back down to November. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's not much for them to actually do right now. Yeah. Because all the release dates actually got pushed yeah. back for and, uh, movies. I, you know, and the, another way oh, that, that, that I look at it is, well, if they've set back the World Olympics, you know, <laughs> that, that tells you something. They, you should kind of follow that lead. Right. It's like, just reschedule it. Exactly. Follow that pattern. It's like, okay. It's like, <laughs> you know what? People don't <laughs> need sports. <laughs> I know yeah. what they need. I mean, it's like, they ooh. need comic con. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I, I just don't get some. I, I just Ooh, don't get it. Yeah, no, and I think that's where there's just no such uh, thing like as common sense going anymore. on as well. Like people are really starting to see this. It's like these people don't have common sense. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And oh yeah, you know, and I'll say it on your podcast too. But uh, you know, with everything that's going on currently and when this is all over you are going to see a plethora of movies come out of this I mean you're going to see everything from comedy to drama to action to murder to mystery and it's not going to be just the big 
screen, you know, mm-hmm. where there are A-list actors are doing these movies. It's going to be, I mean, there's going to be more YouTube movies than you no. can check a stick at about this. No. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. not only that, but more indie movies are probably going to be shown at bigger theaters now, <laughs> yeah. probably now. Than we really are. People are going to be and, hungry to go You know, to the that's movies. what I had to wrestle around with, you know, like about just, you know, it was like, well, do I want to do a limited theatrical release with this thing or what I'm doing with how many chances or do I just go ahead and send it on out and let people have a chance to watch it now? And I just let, you know, I knew I was like, well, you know what? I just want to go ahead and let people watch what I got. But who knows? You could probably release one of your other movies that you probably put on the shelf. And yeah. it would probably My do better than would be like, my God, than what you thought what you been doing? it would yeah. ever have done. Yeah. Like... <laughs> it's like, okay, I have all these projects. I'm done. Here you go. But, you know, I, I just feel like people are going to be more yeah. hungry than than, mm-hmm. than where they usually are. Well, did we, uh, I think it's going to be fantastic. To be covered in the movie world. All right. Yeah, we, we covered everything that we needed to talk about. Oh, man, it was fun. I do appreciate I you being on the show and everything and taking time to be able to be on. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's... Uh... Me too. How many chances gets out there I'll on definitely have Amazon Prime and, you know, but I'll definitely send you a message and, well, you know, you can do a follow-up podcast. Sounds awesome. good. Awesome. That sounds great. All right. Man. Yeah, most definitely. And I'll even interview you and everything for that. We'll talk about the interviews you have to do awesome. and everything else. Yeah. We'll talk about the process yeah. even deeper. Yeah, sounds great. We'll get down and sweaty about it. <laughs> All right, man. And talk about it. All right. Uh, thank you. Well, All right. Well, thanks again, Crichton. I do appreciate it. Not a problem. And this is John DeGorio with Movie Loves Unite. I just want to thank all my fans for supporting the cha- uh, this podcast for the year that it's been and everything. Because it's actually coming up on a year since I started this uh, podcast in July. So I just want to thank everybody for following me. And I'm also going to be on SEN Live's uh, after show called The Mark with a Movie Blog. And it's going to be at 6.30 Central Time, 7.30 Eastern Time, and you can actually follow. Um, I'll keep you everybody updated on that. And until next time, bye bye.